Greetings and salutations and welcome once again to The Cable Crusaders live at the time from Empire's Comics Vault. My name is of course David Barry at DR Barry on varying social media platforms. I am joined, as you can see there's an empty seat and a seat with a person. I am joined by one crusader and several guests. But for now, the crusader actually have a proper name this time. This is Amy. You can find me at IJNubro. Not it. Robot. We're going to. Um, yeah, this is Amy. <laughs> you can find me at IJNubrobot. You Brobot. You Brobot on all the social media things that I'm currently connected to. I'm down with that. Hopefully it's all me. Yeah, hopefully. I, I would imagine it is. Our empty chair of ghost encouragers. It will be filled soon. I okay. promise. So. If you are looking for anything related to the Capos Crusaders, well, cut, take two. If you are looking for anything related to the Capos Crusaders, you can find it at thecaposcrusaders.com. That is your number one hub, your number one source for anything Crusader related. You can find all of our blogs, our news, our articles. Those are all the same thing. Pictures our old of videos, us. pictures of us, our social media feeds, ways to support us. You can also find our sponsors, which are all up here. I like that this is, there's nobody under the chair. You should have just slid over. If you're watching on the audio, on the video, you can see these. If this is audio, you, you don't know what I'm doing. So, there's we, frantic waving. We have a couple sponsors. First off, Empire's Comics Vault. Our home away from home. Comic book store. Hot sauces and pugs sometimes hanging out in Most here. Most of the time. Most of the times. Not right now. But they're, it's because they, they're gravelly and, and they make noises. Uh, our other sponsors. Computer Booter. Local. Computer Repair. Retro. Video Game. Lounge. You can go in there. You can hang out. You can play some Super Smash Brothers. You can play some PlayStation VR. You can get your old video games fixed. You can buy some new old video games. That sort of thing. If you mention us, you get 10% off. Hey. Hey. Or, say or. you're looking for something that has 15% off, because you're a deal, uh... Hunter? Hunter. You can go to beardbombbrush.com. Use the code CAPELESS to get 15% off. Now I know you're asking. <gasps> Amy, asking. Amy, you're over here, you're like, I have a beard. I have such a luscious beard. Such a huge, Beautiful. masculine, hyper-barbarian-like beard. And you're like, what's a beard bomb I brush? need to know what this is. I'm interested. Well... The Beard Balm Brush is an amazing product. Okay, here's what they did. They took the oil, mm -hmm. they took the balm, mm -hmm. they took some beeswax, mm -hmm. they formed it into a brush. So <gasps> they cut out the brush and the bottle of oil and the tin of, of balm, and it's all one thing. And you just comb that through your beard, what? one and done. It is a wonderful product. I'm working on my beard so I can be ready for my Beard Balm Brush. But you can get yours today, 15% off using the code CAPELESS. I like it. I'm getting good at the plug. Especially for the beards. Hey, not up there because we're not currently playing Dungeons and Dragons, but, but I like to mention them. The one I'm excited about. The one we're excited about. If you go to thecriticaldice.com, not Critical Role, the Critical Dice. You could visit Critical Role, but you the could. Critical Dice hey, is Matt Mercer, to give you... Come on our show. Hey! But you're right. You want to visit the Critical Dice because you use the code CAPELESS to get 15% off your purchase. Hey! Another 15%. You want dice? I need them. You want books? I need those. You want... Uh, uh, oh, hooks? You want hooks for good RPG campaigns? Oh, you serious? Is that where... You, That's where Manderson got him. Our, our DM, mm. our cheeseburger DM got all of his... The son of Mander gets his products from thecriticaldice.com. Use the code CAPELESS you can get 15% off. Hey, oh. that's everything Let's go. about our sponsors. Okay. So, oh. on this week's episode, we are, of course, going to go around the horn. We're going to talk about Beep. some comic books. We're also going to talk about some news. <gasps> we got a couple good news stories. We, we also, do? yes, we also have an indie spotlight, a new uh, feature segment featuring 
something from Kyron Silva, a.k.a. Taurus Comics. We also have two, count them, two interviews. First off, in studio, we will have Dan Bethel of Long John Comic fame. We're also going to have Scott Fuzzy Joseph. The Fuzzy is a nickname. Um, He's going down to... Uh, San Diego Comic Con. So um, we're going to be talking about his Kickstarter for his book War and Hope. So uh, when that one is closest to me, that, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Dan. I'm sorry, bro. So when we are in a comic book store on a comic book podcast talking to comic book creators, we have hot sauce. We have hot sauce, but amongst other things, we like to go around the horn. I miss my old beep beep sound. What, what beep beep sound? Oh, jeez. God, that just spiked the mic. No, we don't have that anymore because we have a uh, royalty-free, copyright-free horn sound. The so when we, we'll get a Vuvuzela next time. When we go around the horn, we go around the table in a circular fashion, except for the fact that we, we no longer have a circular, circular table. table. We don't. We never have. We, it's weird. It's a lazy Susan. That would just make us vomit. But we talk about what comic books we've been reading this week. My list is not ridiculous like it was last week. It is not over 100 comics. It it's like fantastic. 20. So, yeah. Amy, hey. start us off. Hello. What you been reading? Let's go. Bam. Literally. Oh, yeah, there you go. I am up on our reading for the night. I read War and Hope. Um, I'm excited to talk to Scott about it. Um, this one is about a... It's a... Um, try not to spoil it. So, it's about a young lady in post-apocalyptic America. Cool. And she is just trying to survive one day at a time. And not like the novella. But... I was thinking of the... Uh... The Netflix show? No, the, the 80s sitcom. There's a couple of those. Regardless. But. That's cool. We're going to talk to him about it We're going to talk to Scott about it. I'm super excited for that. And then I may have perusaled through Snyder's. Perusaled through uh, Snyder's Justice League number one and two. Und? Und. Cool. Yeah. And I liked it. Um, I'm just also been binging a lot of things that aren't comic books right now. Because. I've got a trip coming up, and I need to be prepared, as Scar told me when I was younger, to deal with that. So, um, David. See, si. It is not 95 and counting Pero comic books. Qué? It is not. I did not read 95 <laughs> comics this week. I only read 20. Um, it's not actually true. I read a lot more, but I only want to talk about 20. I'm not going to talk every 20. But last week I'd mentioned that I had, uh, I had gone through and I'd been catching up really big on my Marvels. Uh, two of the things that I caught up on last week, X-Men Gold mm-hmm. and uh, Astonishing X-Men. Yay! Uh, this week I went back and I did X-Men Blue, which I remembered now why I dropped off on it. Not that it was bad, but of the the, the, the three, it was the weakest. Um, it had some really cool moments. Um, it picked up towards the end, and I'm excited to see where they go from now. Um, but I still think gold was a little stronger. What about red? Um, red is how many issues? Are they? They're only like five issues in, mm-hmm. right? I really like red. I'm actually really excited for black. Now the black has been announced. Yeah, yeah, it's got classic Magneto on the cover, making a metal X. I'm in. I'm sold. I'm down with it. But you don't want to read Mr. and Mrs. X? I do. I do want to read Mr. I want to read all of them. I'm actually re- for the first time in years. I'm excited about the X Men comics. Is and that I think why you were? Matthew Rosenberg. I think we can blame him. He's the one who's doing a lot of it. And, uh, uh, oh, the artist on X-Men Red, uh, Mahmood, uh, I'm, oh, I'm stare- blanking I'm on the last name. The, uh, blanking on the last name. That Laura cover. Anyway, they're all great. They're, I'm, they're, I'm loving everything they're doing. I'm actually, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to read X-23, even though I don't like that she's back to being X-23. I like when she was Wolverine. That is neither here nor there. Yes, I'm an alumni of the Xavier Institute. So, that is what we've been reading this week. So, 
a new segment this week. <gasps> because new. all the names that we came up with, I wasn't allowed to have. Yeah, so I didn't make a name thing, and I haven't made a sound yet because it's so fresh. It's so so fresh and so clean, clean. Um, I know you think you're so sexy, and it's just so fresh and so fresh and so clean, clean. That's where you're going. Actually, we're not going to talk about that yet because we're going to do news first. Oh. Hey, news! <laughs> Well, President Trump met with Vladimir Putin today, and uh, who knows? Um, in other news, big blimp baby back. The baby back blimp. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can. <laughs> anyway, in the news this week, we got a bunch of it. So first off, strap in, boys and girls. In a strange turn of events, Stan, events? the man Lee, has dropped his lawsuit against his former company, Pow Entertainment. Mm-hmm. It was like. An eight billion dollar mess of money, like lawsuit. So he dropped it, and they basically came forward and they said that they were the ones who were running his social media. Now, if you're paying attention, a couple, maybe a month or two ago, Stan came onto his Twitter and basically said that he doesn't have control of his Facebook and Instagram, uh, and it was this whole big thing, and everyone's like elder abuse, all this stuff. And then it turns out Powell was just kind of like, no, we controlled it because of contracts. Now Stan is back in control, supposedly, of all of his social media accounts: Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. He's adorable on Twitter. He's adorable. I love him. He did a little uh, in memoriam for Steve Ditko. It made me really sad. Um, but so. They now basically are doing it joint. So Pow is still involved with his social media. So like articles and stuff, that usually is probably still them. But videos, like the soapboxes, it's Stan again. So Stan is back on social media. It's really good to see him. We um, miss We always, yeah, we love Stan. Stan's Stan the, best. the man. We miss, we miss Jack. We miss Steve. So we, but we still we got Stan. We need you, Stan. Don't go nowhere. So. In comic news, speaking of X-Men, if you've been reading all the X titles, uh, there's been these random little blurbs at the end of... Uh, 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 kind of Days of Future Past style future with X-Men a little bit older. There's Sentinels. I know we've seen it all before a couple of times. However, um, there's an event coming in the X-Men universe. It is called X-Men Extermination. Get it? It's an X. Get it? Do you get it? No. So X-Men Extermination will supposedly set it right. What are we, we setting right? Exactly. We don't know. Is it the... Is it House it, of M again? Is it the altered timeline that the original X-Men caused when they came forward to the future? Is it more battle, more Did battle Did they go planet? back and they go back? Is it another... Yeah, is it another murder world? Who is knows? It is covenant? it Dr. Doom? <gasps> Probably not. Oh. But X- X-Men Extermination will supposedly set it right, whatever that is, which I'm I'm excited for because, like I said, right now I'm just a really big fan Can of the x Can we bring back the worst X-Men ever? Which one? The one that only had the one power to, like, combust. That was it. Combust, and then he's dead? Yeah. I really, that was a great story. It was only five issues yeah, long, and, and I loved oh, it. They got you right in the heart. So, <sighs> ahead of San Diego Comic-Con, hey. which Amy will be representing the Crusaders at, so if you see her, bug the bejesus out of her. You do that, I will give you one of the shiny cards that we got. Hey, so... Ahead of San Diego Comic-Con, Warner Brothers released a poster for Aquaman. It's him on a rock with fish around him. It's Jason Momoa preparing to be in Hall H on Saturday with me in attendance. Oh, let's say I'm like, ooh, what's what's happening there? Well, so yeah, well, there's but, also the opportunity he might be on oh, the the evening that I have tickets for Conan. Ooh, so, um, I might be in proximity and in slightly weird Aquaman attire. Yeah, Aqua Woman. Uh, you know Aqua Woman. Aqua Woman. And the funny thing is, I think I'm gonna wear my Wonder Woman tiara with ooh. my Aquaman gear and just Go be like it. Flashpoint. Yeah, all about. Oh, I like that. So I can't find a redhead to carry around. Oh, good. But we saw a poster. It was. It's fine. Uh, we also got a synopsis. I didn't read it. So not very good news topic at all. Uh, last but certainly not least, Twitter. Hey. You done it again. You hey. uh, you proved why you are 
a wonderful and terrible place all at the same time. Because so, Noelle Stevenson got engaged. No, it has nothing. Well, I mean, it has everything to do with her, but nothing because to do with that. Because she's a showrunner for this. Exactly, but it has nothing to do with her being engaged. So we saw the first images of She-Ra and the power. Is the princesses of power power? Power princess. Oh, now I'm. I think it's princesses of power. I think you're right. My bad. Hey, chat. If you know, gonna, give us a holler. Yeah, Hi, Manderson, chat. where are you at? Okay. Uh, so. We saw the first images of She-Ra, and similar to the Thundercats and everything else, half of Twitter is like, oh, quit messing with my children. The other half is like, like cool, yes. this looks good, and clearly it's not made for you 40-year-old fanboys who are wondering about the cleavage size of a cartoon character. Yeah, calling you out. Not Dan. Did you not Dan. Make our, no. our guest uncomfortable? <laughs> yeah, Dan, we can see you later, Dan. Bye, man. <laughs> <laughs> you totally, that was me. But yeah, so the... Princesses of Power, by Princesses the way. of Power, thank you, my bad. Um, so yeah, it looks cool. It looks great, like the art style. I, I enjoy the art style. It's what people have been saying. In their opinion, it's like... It's very the. It reminds me of Mingju Chen. Yeah, it's it's got an, it's got a, a manga anime feel. It's got uh, the Steven Universe kind of kind of feel. It's got the the Thundercats Go sort of feel, and I'm down with all of those. It's again, if I don't like it, guess what? It's not made for me. It's. I mean, it's it's, it's on Cartoon Network. Things that I, it's made for things that we have spawned. Yes, yes, and not. Al Simmons, aka the Hellspawn. No, my I child. Uh, she's probably. Gonna, I'm gonna show her. This is gonna be all about it. It's gonna, gonna be great. Love it but then I'm gonna color. probably go back and show her the original one too, because I'm like, look at this one from the '80s. It was ridiculous, but also lots of fun. Exactly. Did you do the same thing with He-Man? Hey, all of them. All of them. Thundercats, turtles, all. Oh. Of them. Oh. So, of course, um, if you are upset about Shira, uh, I don't care. If you liked it, cool. We like your opinion, but just like a butt, it's yours, not ours. We're just gonna be like, hey. Do you think? I think the line is everyone has one. Well, everyone has they're, a butt. They're, but they're, like, just, they're like butts. But hey, it's butts. <laughs> There's a lot of butt jokes right now. Uh, yeah. So if you, but if you don't like it, you can tell us about it, and we'll gladly be like, okay. And if you're listening to audio, that's a that's a sarcastic thumbs up from me. So so sarcastic. All about indies tonight. We are all about independent comic book creators. We have interviews with two of them coming up, and now we have a new feature, courtesy of our friend Kyron Silva of oh. formerly no, no yeah now Taurus Comics. Taurus. I almost I almost said almost was, uh, well, we could support the other one. Big too. Tree, yeah, he was Big, Big tree. tree, and then he's Taurus. He's just making stuff left and right. He's a really talented guy. So. Kyron each week is going to give us a couple of Kickstarters, a couple of independent comic book Kickstarters that we think you should check out and support. Why? Because they might need more eyes on them. They might just be a really good story. They might be really close to the end of their goal, and they just they need, need a couple extra they bucks to push need them the over. help. So they might also want you to stare at their stuff and be like, "Hey, you cool, bro? You I like cool, you. bro?" So we have two. First off, welcome to the void. Welcome to the void. Welcome. Uh, it's written by Chuck. Pin- I'm going to say Pinau. Pinau. P-I-N-E-A-U. Hey, Chuck. Hey. And uh, drawn by Sean Barber and colored by Kitty Pierce. Genre is dark fantasy and action adventure. I'm down with it. It is an ongoing series. Uh, An unassuming dishwasher, Manny Johansson, gets thrown into a dimension called the Void, where anything you can imagine becomes real. Others know about the Void. Can Manny stop them from abusing it? Can Manny stop himself from abusing it? I'm into that. I'm down with that. Anything I imagine can become Anything. Oh, it didn't happen. Oh, well, I mean, we're not there. We we don't know about it. I got really excited. I was about to say, like, what are you doing? (laughs) The the dead air. So (laughs) the rewards for this Kickstarter, are you ready for this? I'm not. They have a comic book. Duh. They have a t-shirt. What? Uh, You can get digital comics from other independent creators because they're doing a little bit of crossover with each other. Yeah, they're swapping. Uh, You can get stickers. Yes. You could be drawn into issue two. Wait. Yeah, you could be drawn in it. Wait. Wait, what am I waiting for? 
could they draw you as a character from another sequence? Perhaps a interesting rendition of your preferred character of choice? You gotta be more. I have no idea where you're going. I with just this. wanted to know if they, maybe if you you know you got behind the Kickstarter that you could be Swamp Thing. Oh okay. Who knows? I mean, they probably have copyright issues, but they can make me you know green, I guess. Uh, so there is 21 days left to go as of the 12th. So there's that's that's not anymore. But it has already reached its original goal of eighteen hundred dollars. They nice. now have a stretch goal they're working on. They've already got postcards. Postcards and art prints. Um, so they're currently sitting at $2,635. They're doing really well. Um, so still a great idea to support them because they can do more. They can give you more. It's obviously pretty popular. So it's a good idea to maybe throw in a couple bucks so you can help them out. But you ready for this? No. If you back Welcome to the Void and Taurus Comics saw the Lightning Wielder, you can get a bonus crossover print. What? Right? Why am I getting extra free stuff for being awesome? Because <laughs> the world's not as terrible as it... It's, no, it's pretty bad. Uh, sometimes the world is... It's something. Few and far between, the world's not a terrible place. So, that you works. should check out uh, Welcome to the Void. We're going to put their website in the description of the episode because it is winks-designs.com slash WTTV slash Kickstarter. It's a little bit of a mouthful. So, we're going to throw that up Winx in the description design. for the episode so you can check it out. You can throw in some money. The other one, American Revere. That is the second Kickstarter. This one, uh, again, it is a really long website name. Um, so, we're going to put the description in the link below. It's created by Carlos Rafael and uh, Amber Gregorio. That is him, but... I think that might have supposed to be an R. Who knows? Uh, the, <laughs> it's written by Carlos Raphael. Uh, no, you're right. Ambet. Ambet Gregorio is the artist. Uh, action sci-fi spy thriller. Ooh. It is a four-issue miniseries. Okay. Um, Sam Walker was a Miami police officer and a family man. His life was changed when his wife was killed. Aww. One, uh, let's see. One night while chasing down who he thought was the murder of his wife, he is gunned down and killed by the drug cartel. He wakes up in a government medical facility. He's given an option to become a beacon of order and justice, a.k.a. American Revere. With a change in administration, American Revere is decommissioned. I like where this is going. His decommissioning is the plan of the evil necromage. I'm into this. <laughs> American Revere number one follows Walker's rise and falls a superhero. I like this because it's like government spawn. That's why I'm, I'm all about it. Follows him as he eventually peels the layers of lies and injustice in our political system. Peeling only, the layers of lies and injustice in our political system. Only that was that really happening. Good, but that's a really good sentence. You could, if you could actually make that happen, man, I'd really appreciate it. So, rewards for this uh, this Kickstarter. Uh, you get the comic book. Will you be revered? You will be revered amongst its creators. Uh, you will get some variant comics. They got stickers, bookmarks. Uh, they got prints, t-shirts, coffee mugs, postcards. There's so many things. You can get like coffee like mugs? that with the cheeseburger, but probably with their character on it. So it is not funded yet. It is uh, also, there's 22 days of, uh, to go as of the 12th. So that means it is, oh, it's four days ago. So they're at 18 days. So they need your support. Um, their goal is 3,000. They're currently at 2475. So they have not unlocked any of their stretch goals yet. So you should, I mean, I thought that was an awesome story. I'm probably going to go throw some money behind that Kickstarter tonight because, you know, supporting independent creators, local creators, that's what we need to do. So. That is our independent spotlight for the week, but we're going to do more. We're going to spotlight some more independent creators, like one who is in studio about to come up and sit <gasps> next to me right now. Don't make him run. I mean, no, he can he can walk at a leisurely he can pace. Hasten. We are, of course, talking dun, about Dan dun, Bethel dun, of uh, dun, Dan Bethel Comics. Dun, 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 Dan, come on in. Do you have a company? 
I don't oh, have a did, song for I did want to hit anyway. this. <laughs> 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 Let's see if we can refocus. It's very Let's confusing. Focus on. Can we fix this or focus? No, nope, I'm not going to fix it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah uh, you were yeah, the beautiful Camera board. 12. So, Dan, welcome. Thanks, it's thanks good to see you. I haven't seen you since our graduation. Oh, uh, yeah. From, yeah. Yeah, from, yeah. You're doing all right? Yeah, I'm, you know, you know, yeah, I'm good. doing okay. Yeah. Only talked to Magneto like twice, but he's, you know, giving me some pretty good he's job offers. He's very distant now. I know, but who knows? I might throw in. So, Dan. Yeah. You are, of course, the creator of Long John Comic, which you can get at Empire's, at Empire, Comics. At Empire's yeah. Comics Vault. On so, our local indeed. wall. On the local wall. So how long have you been working on Long John? I've been working on Long... Well, I okay. There's two ways to approach that, Ooh, right? There's two ways. So um, when did I come up with it? Yeah. And when did I start working on it? Ah, okay. So I started working on it. I started publishing it to the website, because it is a web comic mm -hmm. uh, primarily. Uh, I started working on it, or publishing it in 2014. Okay. Um, and... Kind of take big breaks between issues, so to speak, because I have to work, and uh, it's hard for me to both make a comic and do my job mm -hmm. at the same time. And, and that job is. Uh, I I am a I'm an English teacher mm. or professor. Yeah. Professor. We were talking about that. Yeah. You're a professor at uh, Sac State. Ah. So. I see. I see your you being an alumni really paid off. Oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Professor Tatum. Well, you, you know, when you can't make it in the world, in the real world, you just go back to school. Those and who can't do teach. Indeed, and unfortunately, there were no opens at Xavier's school. He so. doesn't need many English no, teachers. No, and Not I can't. Yeah, ever since M Day, I lost a ah, yeah, M Day. It was rough. Anyway, um, but yeah, I, but I came up with the the idea. Uh, it sounds silly, but uh, it's absolutely true. I, <laughs> I had the idea in a dream, which. If you want to say that an idea of a story about a cowboy in his underwear came to you in a dream, um, I haven't talked to my therapist about it yet, is all I'm saying. I kind of still like it, though. It Fair seems enough. like you're self-medicating. Yeah. <laughs> in, in a way. Right. You're putting it down on paper. Working working my way through it, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I came up with the idea, or I had that idea back in, like, 2002. Wow. And it just kind of was always there, and I've always been noodling with it uh, mm. through the... And, and it was something I started thinking about when my previous comic was coming to an end, which was Eben 07, a comic I did with Eben Burgoon. Oh. And we did that for six the years. The tape guy. Indeed. That's, that's friend real, of the that's, show, that's, Eben Burgoon. Fr friend of the show. Indeed. Hey. And so, hey. Joseph's not following. Hey. And uh, we, uh, when that came to an end, I'm like, well, what do I want to work on next? And mm -hmm. Long John was kind of the only thing I was really thinking about a lot at that time. And so that's... Nice. Well, actually, that leads into my next question. Mm -hmm. So how, how long have you been working on comics in general? Uh, so basically, it started with... Uh, when we started Ebon 07, and that was back in 2007. That and makes so sense. So last year, actually, uh, we uh, it was weird to realize I've been doing comics in some shape or form for 10 years. Ten. That's kind of fantastic. Yeah. I think I'd have more money. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, really? No, no, yeah, you're fair enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is in the 90s, man. You can't just hop in and then become a billionaire and, no, then, get, and then get right. out. You can't? Yeah. No, no, you can't. No, no. no. Rob, Rob Liefeld, he's, he's in Todd there. Right. They're on their way. Um, so then what, what got you... What, in, what made you want to start making comics? What influenced you in, in creating comics? Uh, well, my background comes, and this probably makes a lot of sense if you've seen my style, especially with Ebon 07, which was much more cartoony, although my current stuff is very cartoony in its own right. Um, comes from an animation background, as much as I have one. Um, when I, I was taking animation classes at a junior college I was going to, and I got into this internship with this startup video game company. They needed okay. animators, and I was doing character design, and it turns out uh, animation is hard, and uh, <laughs> uh, I was very slow. I, I'm, I just okay. I, I draw very slowly, um, and so they moved me over to storyboarding, which I took to much more effectively. Hmm. And um, when uh, Ebon 07 started going it was years later, 
Uh, I wanted. I started noodling with the idea of Ebon 07, which is a character and story we came up. Ebon and I came up with in high school. Actually. Nice. And I'm like, I want to do animation again. I miss it. It'd been about a year. No, like six or seven years. Woof. I'm old. And uh, <laughs> and I'm like, I want to do another animation project. Let's use these characters we came up with in high school. And then I'm like, oh yeah, animation's hard. So let's make it. Let's make it a web comic. And. Uh, uh, and those early those early strips are bad, yeah. but uh, that's part of the process. Yeah, exactly. So uh, yeah, two thousand seven, two thousand six is when I started okay. really thinking about making comics. So, so you, you went to high school with Evan then? Yeah. Interesting. I did not know that. That's mm-hmm. cool. The yeah. local local ties, local connections. Indeed. Uh, so now, what what kind of comics inspired you? Did you read comics as a kid? Yes. That, okay. So what what comics got you, you know, created? What what made you want to go into animation? Like what what comics inspired you when you were young? Um, well, the, my, my very first comic ever was uh, X-Men number one, uh, 1991 by Jim Lee and Chris Claremont. And it was kind of hard to go back. That's a good from year. That, yeah. yeah. Um, but the thing is, I didn't know how comics worked at the time. So I never, I didn't know when issue two came out. I, 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 so I just didn't get it for a while. But the very next comics I would get were um, at the, like the Walden books at the local strip oh, mall. Oh, nice. And so that's where I picked up um, like the, the four volume collection that first publishing did of the Ninja Turtle comics where oh, they so colorized cool. them nice. and also the, the like the next next X-Men comic I got which really changed my mind about what comics were completely and I was probably still too young to really understand what the comic was doing was X-Men God Loves Man Kills oh. and I'm like this is like this feels important yeah <laughs> right yeah. and uh, I think and especially with those early Turtle com- comics as well which are very sort of self-serious and have a lot of quiet moments I uh it really influenced how I approach comics and kind of I got caught up in the 90s craze I, right. I went with everybody when they left Marvel to go to Image and I'm, I'm looking at you know pouches and blood everywhere but I really was looking for comics with those quiet moments in it okay. and um, that's why I think I really gravitated towards the X-Men because yes they have superpowers and there are you know shooting lasers out of the faces but they also had those moments where they're playing basketball or right. just like mad at each other and storm off into their own rooms like that's that sort of drama and family drama that really appealed to me nice. and it was really influential to sort of how I approach the stories I do. So now would you say that the the, the artists and writers were was it Jim Lee and Chris Claremont that made you want to make comics? Um, yeah uh, I think when I started drawing shortly thereafter it was I wanted to draw like Jim Lee and failed miserably. Naturally. Everybody wants to draw, Everyone wants to draw <laughs> right. Jim Lee. But uh, I think I started ten- tending towards animation and my sort of simplified and exaggerated cartoony style because of things like um, Bruce Timm, the character designer behind Batman the Animated Series. Yeah, yeah. And just recently I realized how influential Gargoyles was. I was, oh. I was re- re- watching Gargoyles with my wife recently. I'm like, oh, you know what? Goliath is basically... Uh, a purple long john <laughs> i should probably like, give some money to the disney because <laughs> like i guess i totally stole how they draw they're good oh uh, yeah i, I think they're okay. sick <laughs> make a make a gargoyles movie <laughs> disney. bring um, back gargoyles please um and so i think it, it, that simplified style is really appealing to me because detail again i'm a lazy artist um and so the more simple things got and i was always focusing more on figure and movement and stuff like that and i, I Animation. He didn't have to draw backgrounds in animation. Right. right. So, uh, it's it, it really energized my attention to uh, sort of the acting side of comics. How do I get people to show their emotions, to show the story, that kind of stuff? And that really was influential, in not only the direction my art took, but how I tell stories in comics. So now, were you, as far as your own comics you've created, yeah. uh, who wrote Ebon of Seven? Did Ebon write it and you drew it? We we co-wrote it. You co-wrote it. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then Long John, mm-hmm. 
you have a co-creator? Co- no. It's all me. Co-writer? No. There's someone on the website. There is someone else on the website, yeah. <laughs> Who's the other person? The other person on the website is my buddy Josh. I had him draw oh, okay. um, a short story. <laughs> Got it. Featuring one character, and he's actually going to be coming back pretty soon for another story with that character. Nice. Okay, yeah, so, yeah. so it's all you. It's all me. It's the Dan show. It's the Dan. <laughs> yeah. It is the Dan Bethel <laughs> show. It, well, I mean, we're the Campus Crusaders, but you know, it's the Dan. Yeah. No, no, no. Hold on. Let's run with this. Hey, everybody. Welcome, Let's run welcome with to this. Dan's Campus Crusaders. <laughs> Sponsored by, Sponsored, Sponsored by Dan. Sponsored by Dan. Ed Longyard. We're gonna yeah, we'll throw you up, we'll <laughs> throw a placard up there. Um, so now, in, in your, do you like writing or drawing more? Which one do you writing. prefer? I'm really? a writer first. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're an English well, teacher. I, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> where's the disappointment? <laughs> <camera> <laughs> when I need it. Button, button, button. Fine. Um, now, do you have any advice for someone who wants to start making comics? Yes. Okay. You're looking at him. That's all. I need. To that's all. Eyes. I just. That's all I yeah, want. We to can know. talk afterwards if you want. Nah, no, uh, sweet. Appreciate it. No, no. The best advice, and it's it's it sounds completely trite, but just do it. You know, the as Nike, philosopher Nike. Nike said, yeah, just do it. So you need, you need to throw some money at Nike and Disney now, right? So okay. get the shoes, get yeah. the swoosh, yeah. and wing a victory. Yeah. No, the only way to get good at comics is to make comics and to fail a lot. Nice. And uh, that's why that I'd also say um, the other thing to do, I think I would recommend this completely for anybody starting comics, is to make it a webcomic. Just like make a page and put it up and um, let people give you feedback. You probably won't get any feedback. Right. <laughs> because, uh, because unless you say something completely salacious or you're super good, uh, you'll just it'll just be floating in the e- internet ether. Um, but at least you get... It, you, it gives you a point to say, I'm done with this page. Right, right? right. And that's that's where a lot of, especially young creators or new creators get hung up, is that they draw a page or two pages, or they get to page four and like, oh, the, I've already grown as an artist. And right. So let's redraw page one. I'm like, no, no, forget that. Just get the pages up. Page one is done. Get it done. Just just get to a point where you can say, I'm done, even though it's not perfect, because nice. there's no such thing. I like that. Except for X-Men number one. <laughs> <laughs> Except for Chris Claremont and Jim Lee. Right. So now, how do you feel... Um, do you feel like there's an age where it's too late to start drawing? No. No? Opportunity no. to create art, dude. I'm asking. That's why I'm not. Are you feeling old, bro? <laughs> I, I, so yeah, I, you're I, the baby here I, at the table. No, I stopped drawing when I was a kid, okay. and I've wanted to get back into it, but mm-hmm. there's, it's just like, I think the part of the problem is, is because I'm so into the comic book medium, right. I look at everything and I'm like, why even? Right. Yeah. You know, like I mean, why you're even hop? Intimidated. By yeah. Why? Why? Why start? Man, he's intimidated by. Why start? Dan, yeah. you're, you're, I was looking. You're, you're. I'm like. That's the kind of art that I would love to have in a comic that I would create. Well then, I uh, we can. I can just sell you the IP. Sweet. Yeah, sounds no. good. Thanks. Um, <laughs> no, I have a. I have a good friend uh, named Jason Tudor, and uh, he has always been wanting to make comics his entire life, and has always been creative. He was, he was a writer. He was a journalist in the Air Force. And wow. when he got, kind of got out of everything and was just kind of looking for something to do, he started his own comic and started as a web comic. And now that comic, which is called Vorpal, uh, it has a home with an independent publisher. Cool. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's giving him the opportunity to grow. And, and there, are, there are so many companies and people out there that want to work with independent creators that you can find a home if you, one, try hard enough, uh, two, keep making comics and three uh which seems to be an advantage you have over me is that you are good at um talking to people (laughs) and getting out there so uh, as long as you get out there and and just make yourself known um you'll find an audience and you will find in theory a home if you keep if you just keep at it just keep at it now as far as uh as would are you are you uh, a fan of like 
not, not, I don't want to say copying, but would you would you tell a young artist like you know like like yeah would you tell someone to trace someone another art style or would you say like take these read this book do this like I know some people tend to say oh if you're gonna re- write comics read uh, Bendis's book you know uh-huh. words for pictures read right. Alan Moore's book on how to write comics and so on like do you have like a is there like a hey look at this artist and mimic their style or watch Jim Lee's Twitch stream right, <laughs> learn right. to draw like Jim Lee feel bad. or or is it just just draw. Like, do, are, are you are you of that the more abstract mindset? Oh, I would do all those things. Okay, that's the thing. I mean, uh, when it comes to the writing of aspect of it, this is the one of the things that especially um, uh, writers that want to learn the medium that it, it is the same case with arts. Like, what tools do you use? Right. What's the format? Right. And I hate to tell what you, what brushes do you use in right, Photoshop, Dan? It doesn't matter. Oh. Right. Just yes. kind of like with musicians, the, like. And this is dating me, but remember when like the white stripes got huge? Yeah, yeah. They were using crappy equipment. Right, right. And yet they became they rock stars, have. right? And uh, the same thing is like there's no right way to format a script for comics. Just just write it as long as it's clear who's talking and what goes in captions and stuff like that. Right. Just just get a process that works for you. Um, and as long as it works for you and you get to make, not to sound like a broken record, and it keeps you making comics, then, yeah. then it's working, right? Then it's the right way. Nice. So there's I, no wrong I, I, process. I like that. That is some sound advice. Right. Now, as far as your projects, so you say you take you, you take long breaks sometimes between. Yeah. What are you working on right now? Is there more Long John to come? Is there another comic that you've got coming? Uh, yeah, there's more Long John to come. Right now I'm working on a, like I said, a short story that um, uh, features one of the characters from... Long John, a character named Hellrider Jackie. She's an ominous, uh, an ominous. Yeah, she's, she's an, an anonymous. anonymous. She, no, she's, she's an anonymous. <laughs> Bang! Uh, <laughs> she is an ominous figure from God. chapter one. She's and, not a John. No, she is not. Uh, but she is uh, definitely leading him down a path. Nice. And I want to focus. She has a whole story on her own that I want to tell as obliquely and as abstractly as possible because she sees the world in a very specific way, a very dis- disturbing way. And that's why I have my friend Josh uh, draw it because he can draw dis- uh, messed up things. Nice. And I am not as creative as that. Okay. And so uh, the way it's working now, it, it's, it's, I'm looking forward to it because it's 10 pages, all double page spreads. Ooh. Wow. And, uh, wow. That's and impressive. We're doing a little different. Last time I gave him layouts. Mm-hmm. Of all the pages, and he was just kind of work from those. This time, I'm actually drawing all the stuff, but leaving leaving this stuff for leaving space for him to draw his messed up stuff. But he's like, when we're talking, because he inked actually two pages from chapter three, and uh, it was awesome. Like we've known each other for 25 years. Why haven't we ever like worked together? And it was it ended up beautiful. <laughs> like nice. wow. And um, we re- we realized that I like to draw the stuff that he doesn't like to draw. And he likes to draw the stuff I don't like to draw. That's perfect. And so I'm going to draw the stuff I like to draw on these pages, send it to him. He's going to draw the stuff he wants to draw, and boom. That's, uh, the, that's the olive story. rule. Yep. You, you, you know. Do you the your best par- friends that anybody can have. Your partner uh, likes olives, and you hate olives. Uh, so you order pickles. a dish with olives. And I thought we were going it's to the olive rule. It's, it's the pickles. olive rule. It's pickles. I thought and we were nice. going down like a Popeye. I was getting a little weird. Yeah. Oh, Popeye. So should we, now are you going to be having like a, a Kickstarter or anything for that? Are you going to be just doing digital? What's the, what's the plan as far as... No Kickstarter plans at this point. I don't think I have the constitution for it. Okay. Um, but uh, who knows? Uh, these, these, there's three books available at Empire's Ooh. Comics Vault. They're all over there. They are. And once Please I get the short story done, these kind of constitute an arc okay. in the story. Yeah, yeah. And so with this second short story done, it would, be, it would probably be 130 pages at that point. That would be a good and trade kind of thing. Yeah. It's solid. I'm done and with that. so... Who knows? You know, um, we'll see if Kyron can convince me. And there uh, you go. <laughs> he is 
good at that. Right. And uh, but right now, no, no plans for that. I just kind of uh, make the books as as with the time I can and just print them on my own and hopefully do well at the shows I go to. Nice. So, so we do have a query from the chat. Hey. Because I. Poked them with a the stick. They're okay. weird sometimes. No, I so kind of love you them. You don't though. have to take any clothes off. I am, you don't a, want to. I am a university professor. I am used to weird. <laughs> he is a professor. Yeah, there is a professor that doesn't weird. wear shoes and he looks like Gandalf. <laughs> the gray or the he, white? Yes. The, the hippie. The, but, Gandalf the gray or Gandalf the white? Yes. Oh, that, that's my point. He's, one had shoes, one didn't. Nope, yeah. Okay, so um, Son of Mander would like to know mm-hmm. what race and class. Would you be in D and D? And then was there an da- opening in the party? And, Big old nerd. And Damers, there might be. I, I'm currently floating down a river. Um, and Damers would like to know what your alignment is. My alignment. Alignment. So um, you've got race and class and alignment. I am neutral good. I am a. I'm he a, could take my spot. There and you go. Uh, <laughs> the last time I played D and D, I was a half elf ranger. Ooh, nice. Yeah. I love a good half elf ranger. When was the last oh, time you played? That's like eight years ago. Man, was it, um, oh, what's his name? Did you ever read any of the D&D, like the Dragonlance novels? No. Uh, the Dragonlance novels, there was a uh, there was a half-elf ranger, and he was oh. like everyone's goal in that, because he was just perfect. Ah, right. So He was glorious. And they also glorious. want to know what it, wit, it says wit, not what. Well, what that's a bad thing to do for use. What colored dice do you use? I have, I actually have a, uh, a, a pair, a set of like smoky gray dice. Ooh. They're kind of like, they kind of look like marbleized. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. They're in a blue bag somewhere in my desk. Any more D&D questions? The, see, look, they want him to join the party. Apparently, I'm dead. <laughs> yeah. No, so no you're no, not dead no, yet. No, this is why I can't play D&D, I, because this happens every single time, is that um, I'm not good at thinking on the fly. Mm-hmm. I need to... The yeah, reason why are. I write because is because I need I I, th- I, I just regurgitate time. stuff out right. and then and and then I can fix it later. Uh, but what happens, especially if I'm playing with a bunch of people that really like to role play, is that I'm like, oh, I'm obviously out of my league here. So I just back up and just start drawing everything, which uh, maybe is that the reason. That actually is kind of fun. I, I, you I could love be that. A mute, you I could w- be a mute elf ranger. <laughs> there you go. And you just, just like just pictures. Roll, just roll the right, dice right, and then right. draw. I'd be down with that. If he's rolling for initiative, is he drawing for it too? Do you just need to draw your crit? That'd be weird. I'm drawing 20s How do you randomize that? You're like, it's amazing. He's like, you're... It's Wiley Coyote moments. There it is. There you go. I can draw little slips of paper with all the different die sides and just throw them in the air. <laughs> See I what like happens. Yeah. There we go. See, you could think on your feet just fine. Yeah, you're pretty creative. I'm sweating. Yeah. <laughs> it's really Nobody uncomfortable. Can tell. I'm gonna go cry in the corner after this. Do we have a crying corner? Always. Yes, we, we always have one. It's, 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 I make one. It's opposite from the disappointment corner. <laughs> now, Dan, where can we find all of your all of your content? Where does everything live on the internet? You can. You can, that's a, well, that's For a you. bigger question. Okay, <laughs> you. Like, I don't know. Where does your stuff live on the internet? Um, Everywhere it wants to be. You can find my stuff at longjohncomic.com. Dig it. That can send you to all my places, but I'm on Instagram <gasps> at dbethelcomics. What? I'm on Twitter at dbethel. And uh, a, uh, Long John has a Facebook page. Nice. And so it's just, I think it's just facebook.com slash longjohncomics, something nice. like that. I think those are all the big things. Sweet. That's yeah. all of them. Thanks for coming on. Hey, it's thanks for pleasure. Thanks for hanging out. Dan Bethel, everyone. Do you want a high five or handshake? I don't know. Both. Yeah. Do <gasps> you trade? I'm gonna be confused. Dan Bethel, everybody. Yay! Oh, sorry. No, no, you what? <laughs> no, I oh, you yelled at the mic. mic. Don't worry about it. It's on the mic. I like the mic. Yeah, yeah. You can you can hang out in our in our green room. The, the jump pod is out, is out that way. Oh, and there then, might be some. Questions. Yeah, and then, and then <laughs> no, we don't validate parking here. Uh, the Mediterranean restaurant next door, chef. 
They there's also the liquor store down the corner. Yeah, they're weird. Dan Bethel, everyone. So uh, he actually peeked up for that. No. <laughs> so now. Our next interview is going to be remote. So, uh, Not that he is remote, but he's... I mean, he is. He's in Bakersfield. That's kind of remote. Mm-hmm. Uh, so bear with me as I, uh, as I ring-a-ding-ding. Our super, super special guest. All the way who might be in the chat room. Possibly. Possibly. Perhaps. Just maybe. Wait, is he still in the chat room? He might be in the chat room. I can't tell. Ringing. There he is. Wait for it. That's us. No, that's still us. There he Yay! is. <laughs> Hang on, I'm gonna I'm gonna move your window over here so it looks like you're so sitting, sitting with in us. The chair, kind of lower. You're downstairs. you're kind of sitting in the chair right now. Yay! It's so nice. And look at the background additives we get for him. That's awesome. Yeah, he's, he's like this guy. This guy. <laughs> so hey, you guys. Uh, this is our super super secret special secondary not secondary man. I messed that up. It's our next guest. Cut. It take is, two. <laughs> Scott. Fuzzy Joseph. So, um, yeah, look at the happy. You're so happy, dude. I'm always happy. That's, uh, it's, there's not enough time to be sad. That is a wonderful way to look at the world. With the beard, he can't, he's not allowed to be sad. Yeah. It's true. So now, uh, we, did you meet him at the same time, or did you meet him before I met him? I had met. It was the same show. It was at Silicon Valley, right? I knew you before Silicon Valley. Was it? She, you you remember him from a show, but but that's when we actually like made friends. If, if. I'm, okay, so that's everybody who comes to my table becomes a friend. Like that, <laughs> I mean, and don't get me wrong, you're amazing. Uh, no, but that's that's the thing is it's uh, I, I find too much uh, at shows people are always sitting down drawing like in the artist alleys mm-hmm. and not really engaging and. Um, I think that's something that that I do differently, and so it's like if, if you're at the table, you are the most important person in the world for that for that moment. Um, I've had shows where my wife has come with me, and uh, I'm like, hey, just so you know, if someone comes to the table, I, you, you don't exist, and um, like just because it's, I want to be able to give you guys the the attention you deserve. And by the way, Dan, um, I same comic book. Uh, that got me into reading. There was so many similarities with Dan and I. By Yay! the way, it was, it's hilarious. So, so it's we hilarious. could just repeat his interview and just we have totally your face over should. the top. Cool. All right, except, we're done. Good night. Except oh. for the D and D character. So. <laughs> Bad. Okay. So I know that Barry has been dying to ask you because he didn't ask you when he first met you at Silicon Valley. Where does the fuzzy for your fuzzy Joseph come oh, from? So um, it's not just the beard. What's that? It's not just the beard. No, it, um, oh, partially. So, um, <laughs> before, uh, comic books and teaching, I worked in a tattoo shop in Colorado Springs. Mm-hmm. And, um, in that industry, everybody sort of gets nicknames. And my nickname was, while I was apprenticing, was Fuzzy. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it kind of works. Yeah, it, yeah, it, 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 it functions. Follow up yeah. question Do you still do tattoos? No, um, and the reason I don't is I was tattooing a buddy, and he flinched, and the needle jumped and went along my finger, and so if he had anything, I have it now. Um, he d- didn't, so that's good, um, but that's a very real thing that does happen in the industry, and that's I have scary. two little girls, and I want to stay alive as long as I can. I, I yeah. never even thought of that like as a, as a thing, like that. Yeah, yeah, that's the danger of it. And then, like, a, a good tattoo artist or one that has 
uh, common sense would then take that machine, not the machine, but the needles out, change it, put a new needle in for the person, take care of their whatever blood situation, re-glove, and make sure everything's good to go for the patient? Not patient. The <laughs> guest. Subject. Whatever. Patient. No, it's, it's surgery, right? So yeah, there's that. Um, there we go. That explains it. That, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's all I needed to know. <laughs> yeah, so no, not, not anymore, no. Nice, okay. <laughs> you were just like, and bad story. Okay. Yes. <laughs> go for it. You're good. Just making sure it's we don't the lag isn't as bad as when I did an episode with Manderson. So I'm like, this is nice. I can hear you. It's not that bad for latency. You know, how long have you been creating comics for? Uh, about four years now. About four years now I've been doing uh, comics. Um, a friend of mine at the time was like, hey, let's do a comic. And uh, so we did a, a, an ash can and then a, a one issue book together um, where I wrote and illustrated and he edited. And then uh, that went weird. Um, like fun so weird or weird weird? No, not like not not good weird. Um, oh. So yeah, so when and this is this is uh, a tip for everybody who's looking into making comics, um, contracts are big things, oh. even between friends. Yeah. Um, and uh, is it in sure. an NDA? Can we not talk about it? No, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Screw it. All right, let's talk about it. <laughs> uh, no, so uh, my first panel at Comic-Con that day, I got sent like a season desist on it because he was, yeah, he, he, it, anyway, it got sad. It Aww. got sad. A friendship ended because of it. Um, but if he's listening, I would love to reconcile that friendship. Does Come that, back to the phone. That's fold. weird. Is that a weird thing to do right now? Like, nah. just like Now we're no, good. Let's, let's just start over. Buddy. We're a place of healing. Let's start over. That's why you're in the special chair. That's it. Am I looking the right way? Nope. <laughs> no, look the other way. Look the other way. There you go. No. But um, but the current story that I'm doing now, um, let's go back to happiness. Um, like the Warren Hope has been going on for about three years now. Nice. Yeah. So did, was was drawing something that like with, with tattooing, was it just kind of like an obvious next step or were you drawing while you were doing tattooing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's. I don't know if you know this, but tattooing is a lot of drawing, and so no, I'm sorry, I'm being a jerk now. Is um, it? Sorry. You want to try to mansplain no, that again? <laughs> yeah, mansplain it to me. <laughs> no, I've always drawn, so it was just it was just a given thing. And you know, growing up in the, the late, being born in '83, so like I grew up with Thundercats, with oh. Silver, with He Man. He Man came out the year I was born. Wait, did you uh, just bring up Silverhawks? Yeah, dude. So. <laughs> Okay, keep going. Sorry. Right? It's, I'm down um, with that. Oh, it was a great show. Um, and then Ninja Turtles, and then our X Men that we we grew up with, and so um, that whole world of amazing stories and fantastical creations and fantastical characters was just uh, thrown into our laps. Nice. Yeah. So, so what got you into comics was did did I hear that right? It was the X Men number one, Jim Lee and Claremont. Yeah. Actually, yeah, it, it, seriously, um, every year at Comic-Con when I go, um, for the years I've been fortunate enough to go, every day would, I would find the Jim Lee panel where he's drawing mm-hmm. and just sit there and just, just turn to putty, really. Um, yeah, Jim Lee's X-Men is what really did it. Do you, do you, follow, do you follow him on Twitch? Oh, I, I'm terrible with Twitch. Like, I think I'm becoming that old man who's just like, 
technology. What's that? <laughs> That's um, okay. No, no, but when I do, I'll pull up a lot of his YouTube videos, um, and I'll play them in my classroom, even, yeah. which is fun, uh, so the kids can see how the process works for different artists. Nice. That's good. Yeah. Are you okay, David? Yeah. <laughs> you just started cheesing really I hard. I don't know why I started cheesing really hard. <laughs> I'm going to drink from my well, mug now. I don't know. Um, but yeah, no, Jim Lee's X-Men was huge. Um, and even the animated series was, was a big part in, um, in my childhood, really. I remember doing the Book It Club for Pizza Hut because they had the X-Men VHSs. Right. It, exactly. And I was like, i to read all the books. Like, every, give me a book so I can get it, so I can get that little paper, turn it into Pizza Hut, go play Street Fighter, and get my X-Men VHS. That was, that was the most late 80s, 90s thing I've heard in a really long time. Was it just that, that phrase? Go get my VHSs? Or <laughs> just that, that, that whole thing. That whole street, thing. Street it just... It, just it, it made you happy when yeah, guys it, it makes, makes it me was, happy It was the best time. Yeah, it was, was no responsibilities. It was, I I really feel that that late eighties, early nineties was what our pop culture is now. You know, like it's that's everything is based from there, right? Or a lot, a lot of it is. Um, that's why stuff like Stranger Things. Which did you see the new trailer? Yeah, <sighs> I can't wait. I can't wait. I <laughs> but they but they said it's coming out a little bit. Uh, it's going to be put back a little bit. They like they're like, hey, here it is, but it's going to be coming out later. I will wait. Oh, hundred percent. See, yeah. that's good. So, so since you, so your favorite comics when you were a kid versus now, are they paralleling? Like, are the reason that you've picked the ones that are current because they feel like the old ones, or? I went for for the really. I mean, it's the nine was the extreme. Everything was extreme, right? Um, <laughs> Ob Lightfield's pouch. Yeah, extreme. I would, but I'm. DMX now just to make it get more hype. There it um, is. But uh, yeah, no, I, I like I like the extreme thing, the angst, right? Everybody was looking for for their their heroes. Um, that was the appeal of He Man, which um, thanks to the Toys That Made Us documentary, I know that He Man was to because little boys wanted power, they wanted to be in control, and uh, that totally makes sense. And now I go for um, a different emotions. Um, I, I like seeing people be people. Um, I'm not so much a fan of the, the heroes that are gods sort of things. Um, though, I mean, if they're done right, they're perfect. Like Batman, the reason he's so amazing is that we can all empathize with that. He's a human, so we don't have to think, well, if I was a superhero I, or Superman, I could just fly away from that problem or so on. How do we deal with it? So you're looking for a more emotional connection now with your comic books than yeah. you were when you were a kid. More grounded. Oh. Yeah. Absolutely. More Something grounded, less can... laser beams. But yeah. I like laser yeah. beams. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I laser like beams it. Laser beams are fine when they're used correctly. Well, do you have some right. favorite laser artist, writer, laser beamers? <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't know. I just no, wanted to I ask don't. if you had any, like, do you have any favorite artists or writers, maybe with or without laser beams? I don't know. You know who my favorite artists are becoming? Are um, So I joined CAPS recently, which is the Comic Art Professional Society, back in September. Um, and getting to know a lot of the, the art, like Sergio Aragones um, is, is a member and he's our vice president. Um, but just listening to these old timer stories, I'm starting to fall more in love with the the history of their, their process and just these little stories, these nuggets they have from being in the industry so long, more than even the art. So like hanging out with like William Stout and Sergio Aragones is, is just 
it's awesome. Good. I hope that, that, did that answer that? I'm not sure. No, you did fine. It was good. So uh, your big. So when did yes? I, he, took, he took all my iPad, so I'm distracted. You're, 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 you got the questions. I'm the chatting. The chitty chattery. So, um, who have you been your biggest influences? Um, tr- Rembrandt. Rembrandt. Um, Michelangelo. The Turtles. Well, no, Rembrandt. I think um, I teach high school art, so a lot of what I look at daily is is that sort of stuff. But if you look at the traditional, like Renaissance pieces that the use of use of black and the darkness and the light really um i think is miss not misunderstood um what's the word i'm looking for not acknowledged as it should be for comics because if you don't have strong blacks you have nothing you have you met um oh, i'm blanking on her name i'm blanking on her name um you got really excited christine um christine yeah christine Balog. thanks dude no no, okay, so she's she's a local art historian and writer. She comes to Empires a lot because um, she also is creating uh, a trading card game. But she, her, like, focus is um, Caravaggio. I knew it was starting oh, with nice. a C and it was yep. not Casanova. So yeah. It was really... <laughs> no. and, yeah. and I she, love you, Dan. She loves to talk about how, like, the, the way he used black, everyone was always like, oh, it's like... It's this darkness, it's this absence, and it's so much more than just empty space. Yeah, if she's at, um, get her to go to SAC Anime. I'll be up there for nice. SAC Anime. Yeah, oh. she, w- she would love to chat with you about that. In other words, you're responsible for that. I'm responsible you're for that. I'm going to connect everyone. That's actually Record kind of a thing. Okay, put, put your hand up this way and we're going to high five. There you go, there you go. <laughs> yeah, okay, that was kind of, that was kind of weird. We did it, we did it. That was really good for like a for a clip. That was I'm gonna I'm gonna get that. Yeah, clip that. Clip that. Keep going with the questions, baby. Okay. Well, since you brought up comic cons, um, how do you feel about the direction most of the cons are actually taking, being more focused on celebrity or pop culture versus actually, um, you know, getting out there and meeting comic book creators or comic books specifically? Like, how do you feel about the consistent changing? Dem- it's not even demographics. It's just the flow. Whatever. The focus. Whatever gets people in there, I think it's um, the thing is, I don't mind the celebrity stuff so much. What I mind is that we have um, right now, there's a lot of uh, there's one con in particular that's popping up a lot. Um, They have a new show every weekend and uh, it's it's not a real. (sighs) Oh, do I want to play politics with this? It's not a real con. Um, It's more of like a swap meet sort of thing. Okay. Okay. And, and I just, I worry that it's going to give people a bad outlook on conventions. Right. Uh, because, like, a convention to me is this place where everything's happening. Like, it's whatever I'm into is here. It's this bubble, right? It's this bubble where it doesn't matter what's going on outside. Um, it doesn't matter what your political background is, what your religion thing is, whatever your whatever is. Um, we're all here in this bubble. We all have some interest. It's the Disneyland thing. It's... Um, it's the I'm bottom of the well for the Goonies. For, what's that? It's the bottom of the well for the Goonies. Down here. Down here yeah. is our time. Up yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's, there, there's, there's, there's no need for, for the sadness. But um, I think with the celebrity shows, that Fandemic, um, oh, sorry, Fandemic, it was. Wizard World was their big papa, big papa yeah. company, which yeah. exploded in a million pieces. Yeah. Um, I like the art. 
I think we need more art at shows. Less of the same vendors. Um, that, well, and that's that's because my my kind of not my issue, but it's kind of like I go into Artist Alley, and it's like there there's less and less of the the Fuzzy Josephs and the and the the Long John Dan and Bethel, Bethel's. and there's just it's not the I know I know that prints. Like you have to have prints and stuff because they they, they you don't have to make money. No, no. There's a heavy head well, I I can under, all day. But I, but I feel you. No, I I'm I don't like that. That's where it's gone. You know, here and there, like having prints. You know, obviously, like I mean, like I loved that. Um, why am I blanking on his? I'm terrible Luke? with names today. No, You're Mitch, good. Mitch Garat, Ger, go, Gerard, Gerads, Gerads, whatever. He's drawing Batman. Like. I I had her get me his print because I loved it and that that was super cool. But he's also there he was like the panel though from the comics. He's book. the panel. He's also talking about the comics. Like a lot of those he's people. Person. Yeah, a lot of those people who yeah. were, were selling prints are just kind of like on that property. Right. The big thing. Right. I, I um I'm trying to get away from doing fan art stuff um just because it's it's I you asked me to draw Deadpool I'll draw you a Deadpool but I I didn't work on Deadpool. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like, ah, I, I, I feel shady. Um, integrity is a big thing. So, um, like, some of my original art goes for the same price as a print. So it's like, I don't understand the process of it all. Right. Um, luckily, since since I make my living outside of it, I don't have to rely so heavily on that. I think that's that's a thing too. Right. If it's your if it's your job, you need to do whatever you can to, to make to put food on the table. Right. Yeah. So nothing against print artists. I know some amazing print artists. Yeah. Um But it's it's not my thing. Yeah. Well, and I, and I, I I wish I could see more like actual like like comic creators at a comic con, but like you said, like they're I mean some of them that's they can't they can't get by. Thank you, Ghetto Pikachu, for the follow. They uh, they can't get by on just their their comics alone, and that's but, the, you know that's the, the way of the world. Could. Like the thing is, a lot of these print artists, I would love to see them do a book because they could. Um, it takes a lot of time, though. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. So while we're at it, since we're talking about your work, uh, hey. you gave me this beast, which I had also bought the first like three when you did originally. Yeah, see. <laughs> See, twins. We're, we're book buddies. Twins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, uh, you have a Kickstarter, if I am not yeah. mistaken. Give us yeah, the deets, I, bro. Tails on my hand, so I wouldn't forget. Yeah, <laughs> 40% right now, and it has till August 27th. Okay. Um, and the goals, it's 6K. And the reason for that is it's a 110-page book. Um, for my print run that I have to do, my minimum print run is, and I. I I'm so open with with costs of things with people. It probably makes people mad um, who are like trying to hide it. So it's about 4K that I have to put into just printing alone. And then the rest of that is for all the extras and all the things like that. One thing I do that's cool is, um, and I'm doing it with this one too. Like if you look on the inside cover, there's a whole list of names. I can't open with one hand. I can use my beard. There we go. <laughs> there you go. Um, you can't see it because my lights are too bright. Yeah. All those people. Yours. Can you see mine? Yeah, yeah. A little bit? Yep. All those people are people who pledged on the Kickstarter. Nice. Um, my big thing is if you're supporting me, I'm taking you along for the ride because that's that's important. Um, and like There's five bucks. families in here. Yeah. Yeah, my mom's in there. There's one that says mom. That's <laughs> awesome. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, right? So, because um, I asked her, I was like, do you want it? Do you want your name in there? Or do you? And she's like, no, I want it to say mom. Like, oh, <laughs> thanks, mom. That makes me look really professional. Um, no, but it's luckily I've, I've had a really good support system with it and stuff. And um, yeah, the Kickstarter. So yeah, there's that. And it follows up from the first book. Um, one issue that I had brought up to me from the first book was that there wasn't too, there wasn't enough um, character development, is what someone someone said. And I get that, but for me, it was very much throwing you into the story and rushing you along. And there's no there was no break to, to even breathe. I mean, no, it's uh, not. What's that? Oh no, I agree. There's no there's no yeah. break. There's no, you're you're moving from you're like yeah. You just keep trucking, and it's it's good for that. Um, I can agree. It when there's space to breathe, and there's space for more character development. But because the way that that you wrote it, and the way that it flows, and it naturally progresses so fast, yeah. you can't sit down and have a time for these characters to just kind of meditate. So maybe you could give them a rundown of the story so far, so I don't spoil anything. So it's a apocalyptic story. Um, it's happening during the end times. Um, so I went with a very, um, is it okay that I look so relaxed on this? I'm using a laundry basket to lean on right now. How classy Ooh. is that? Um, so it's the end times. Clara, it's about three and a half years till this Antichrist character, anti is the word, not anti, um, Christ character appeared, started basically making hell on earth. Um, and now we're just surviving. And we live in these underground cities that are built. So it's almost like this spire that goes deep into the crust. Um, and then extends outward, upward. Um, and then the rest of the area is this barren wasteland. So we have lots of areas that are open once we're on the surface. And there are some scenes, we're slowly getting to the surface in this story. We're in hiding. That's where the, the name of the story comes from. Uh, the Warren being like a, a rabbit burrow, right? Oh, that's the, the Warren. And, um, and how we as humans are the lowest on the totem pole sort of thing. Yeah. I don't want to give away too much. Um, I compare it somewhat. Um, it's like The Walking Dead meets Supernatural. Cool. Yeah, that's pretty really good. Down with yeah, that. Right? Um, and in the second volume, we get a little bit more into the occult and more into the supernatural elements that are taking place. Um, we even, and this isn't even a spoiler. It uh, might be. Um, Lucifer shows up in the second volume, and we start to see what his plans are. He's my favorite. <laughs> what? He's my favorite. Oh, <laughs> He's Always so interesting. Pretty. He's so I'm, pretty. Um, he's so and the pretty. direction that, that I'm going with his pages, because we have him leading his his army in hell. And um, the, the way that, that I'm going to be coloring those is very uh, monochromatic with it. Lots of reds. Nice. And um, it's going to be something different that I've done. Yeah, the, the art style in the book is very uh, choppy and very rushed. But it, it's it's to add to the urgency of the story as we're running through, as we're moving from point A to point B to point C, as we're just trying to survive. I dig that. Yeah. So in the book, I think you put it on the last page of volume one. You said this was inspired by your girls, your kids. Uh, yeah. So, well, <laughs> sort of. So, um, Clara, the reason I went with a female lead for the story was, um, I have two girls and they're, they're eight and six. And <laughs> I want to make sure that if they look back on something, they see that dad was doing something good. Um, also, it's... Did I write that? You did. It's in the... It's literally like the last page. Of yeah, right. 
So I wrote a little like soapbox thing where I'm just like, hey guys, thanks. Um, yeah. It? It, yeah. The fun yeah. stories to tell your daughters. Yeah, well, it's fun. And it, it's it's something that was a piece of me. And I want to be able to show them that um, if you want to do something, you can do it. One thing Dan said earlier was uh, the best way to make comics is to do it. Um, that piece of wisdom was given to me as well by Chris Ryle. Um, you may know him from IDW, previously, yeah. um, and, and so on. Uh, but yeah, that was... Yeah, the, the only thing that's going to stop you is you from doing it. And that's not just comics. That's that's anything, really. Um, yeah, dude, you got to do it. Are you wanting to write? Or I'm going to interview you now. Are you wanting to write or illustrate? Uh, so or I, I, I want to start drawing again because I drew a lot as a kid. That th- that was my escape. Mm-hmm. Um, when kids would make fun of me and like give me mean nicknames, I would make those into characters. I like awesome. that you didn't beat them up like I did. Uh, no, that came late. That came in high school. Once I once I got big enough, then I stopped drawing. Uh, so that was a problem. Um, <laughs> but like I would, uh, because I was you know a fluffier kid. They called me Marshmallow, and uh, I didn't create the the helmet and become the EDM DJ. Instead, I drew marshmallows, and I would draw like anthropomorphic marshmallows. And not that I want to bring those back, but like I would do that, and then I did like a bunch of like uh, like tracing like like sci-fi characters in like summer school back when summer school was fun and not required because you were failing. Um, And at some point, just like playing guitar, I just stopped and I've always wanted to get back into it. But what's stopping you? What's up? What's stopping you? What's stopping you? I think I just, I don't know where, like I was, I was asking Dan, like, I just don't know where to like start. Like, it's like, do I watch, YouTube tutorials? Do I buy a book? Like, I think that's the problem is I'm very, I'm very academic sometimes in my approach. Like I'm like, I need to learn how to do this. If you're, if you're academic with it, you want to get out of that comfort zone um, because you're going to rely on that as a crutch. So I would challenge you to go to like a Starbucks or something or, and just try to draw the people around you. Um, And just try to draw things. Like if you're sitting at home, draw the cup sitting on the table. Little things. It's practice. It's all repetition. Um, get a sketchbook together. When they do the the Inktober thing, that's I make my students do that. Nice. So that's drawing something every day, and they have a um, a list of what they have to go off of. Right. And just but just draw everything, man. It's it's there's so much around you right now. I'm looking at a fireplace. I'm looking at I'm sitting on the floor in my bedroom right now, and I, like everything I see, I'm like, okay, I can see that. I can see the vanishing points of this room, right? Yeah. Every just everything around you could be drawn. Nice. See, I can, yeah, because I got the, the writing part. Uh, I I have I have dozens of scripts in my phone. Like I have like five oh. six page arcs ready to go. I just am like, it's 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 it kind of goes back to when I mentioned like uh, when I stopped playing guitar. Oh. It was I I stopped playing guitar because I joined a band with my friends and I didn't need to play guitar anymore. But it was always kind of like in my mind when we were like, oh, we really need a drummer. I'm like, oh, I could learn to play drums because we needed a drummer. Yeah. And also because I had the, in my mind the way the drums were going to sound. I was like, well, we have to. So it's kind of like that with my with the stories I've written. I'm like, I bet I could find an artist. Like, I know great artists like Dan Bethel and Scott Joseph. And I know all these guys. But at the same time, I'm like, I have a vision. You know, it would be nice if I could just draw it myself. But Try to, try to give yourself just an ash can to do. Like a nice two, four-page story. Get that done. And, and get it out of your system to show you that you can do it. Nice. Yeah, aim, aim for aim small and build up from there. 
Sweet. See, and Dan totally agrees. There's, there's a. I'm getting so much nodding. inspiration right here yeah. right now. See, oh look at the support. Yep. I What's nice <laughs> support is that I, I feel like he's in the similar tree of me. It's we, we want to see more people doing this, um, because it's. Did I hear he's an English teacher? Yeah. He's an English professor. Awesome. Sorry, professor. He doesn't care. Telling you to do it, and you have an art teacher telling you to do it. So get her done. There we go. <laughs> Did I just really Larry the Cable Guy? A little bit. Uh, <laughs> We're just going to let you do that. I've had man. worse. Oh, my gosh. I live in Bakersfield. It's okay. <laughs> Does it, you, yeah. you live in Bakersfield, and Tim Tim the Woodworker lives in Bakersfield, too, right? I'm, he's there anymore. I think he, he moved north. But, yeah, oh. no, Tim and I are buddies. Love yeah, Tim. We're, we're, we're buds. He pledged on the Kickstarter. Nice. I love I love Tim. I think I, – I, he is he – he might he's be. In the, in the oh, he, he usually is, sometimes he's in the chat on Monday nights because he's randomly, you know, cutting stuff and doing stuff. Nope, he's in the chat. So, do you have any future projects besides um, the Beauteous Volume Two? This book, um, and uh, I have another story that I'm working on, but I can't talk about that one. Um, where I'm just going to be doing the art and helping along with the creative process. Um, it's going to be fantasy based. That's what I'll say. Fantasy uh, or high fantasy? Fan- like high fantasy. So that'll be fun. Um, Down with it. So I'll be pulling on a lot of my my old D and D experience and throwing that in there. Um, oh, D and D experience, <laughs> you say? Yeah. So we're going to be building our our world, and um, that's that's the funnest part. That's what we're doing right now. Is we're building the uh, the world for us. So we're building, building the different is we're uh, building the mythos and, and everything. It's it's great. Yeah. So the chat wants to know the exact same question that they asked of Dan. Apparently, uh, because they're dying to know your race, your class, and your alignment. So, um, if it's generic D and D, dwarven paladin. Uh, That's kind of fantastic. Fantastic, and I mean, obviously, the race, the the alignment would have to be lawful good. Okay. Um, but if we're doing like Eberron, then dwarven fighter. <laughs> I play dwarves a lot. <laughs> it's not just a yeah. beard. No, it's it's so much fun. Or human swashbuckler was a fun class nice. in race. Because you get that extra feet being a human, right? Yeah, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's like the best thing I've ever heard somebody call a dwarf. They're humans. <laughs> Down with it. Uh, so, but dice color. I used purple dice. I have purple with gold. Numbers. Purple and gold, not purple and white. Fancy. Oh, are you, are you judging my purple and white dice? I'm just asking. Yours would be much easier to read then. That's true. All my all my fancy dice. If the, the 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 paint has started to go away, the black and the white they're solid. They never go away. Are those the dice that have the 20 painted on every single side? <laughs> is that where you have that? That's the, how else do you think I win everything? That's it. Is that why yep. I'm drowning? That's why you're drowning and I'm I'm leading everyone to victory. <laughs> victory? <laughs> victory. <laughs> My bad, I'm not British. <laughs> Is there any... Uh, let's see. Oh, I think the last thing... What, you want to know where... Where can we find all your stuff? Where does everything live? Yeah, um, I usually do it shows. Um, I try to do a lot of shows here in California. Also, fuzzyjoseph.com. Um, and there's a reward, actually, on the Kickstarter where if you don't have the first book, you can get the first and second book together. Um, and every single pledge that gets like something shipped to them does get original art sent to them as well. Cool. Um, which is something that I just, once again, it's that thing is if people are supporting me, then I need to do whatever I can to... to make them feel even more so that it's worth it so so there's that going out um during san diego comic-con i'm gonna be live feeding from my instagram at fuzzy joseph 
as much as I can until my battery died. Then I go to backup batteries and so on. Um, yeah. So yeah, original artwork with everything. Um, and every inside cover. Did I draw a fiend on the inside cover of yours? You did. My little fiends. He's scary. Yeah, it's scary. Um, as it should be. Um, but yeah, if you like angels and demons and people trying to survive and people dealing with emotions, um, the, the reason we went apocalyptic, and I'm, and by we, I mean me. I don't know why. <laughs> My editor, Alex, is amazing. Um, but... Uh, I had that thing of when I had my kids, it was that whole protection thing kicked in. And I realized the appeal of things like the walking dead is what would I do to, to provide for my kids in the most extreme situations? Um, all these people who have dealt with like hurricanes and, and stuff like that. Um, if there's a can and the beans in a room and you come in one door, I come in one door, I'm, I'm going to get that can of beans. And so that sort of mentality, I mean, we deal with some serious loss in the first volume. Um, it's all over the place. Yeah, it's it's all over the place. Um, it gets pretty graphic. The way the color palette works is it's a lot of black and white. Um, and that's because of the bleakness of it all. But then also when color appears, I want it to stand out. And I know we're trying to close. I'm sorry that now I'm rambling again. You're good. Um, but uh, one thing with that is, um, did you notice the cussing in the story? Where you were very asterisky? Yeah. So the reason for, do you want to know the reason for that? No. Well, yeah. I wanted to be surprised, but let's do it. Okay, so the reason that, like, so it's bloody as heck, right? But then whenever there's profanity, I use the old school, like, asterisks and at signs and stuff like that. And that's sort of Clara right there trying to hold on to this this bit of morality, this bit of good still, because we start to see her get darker and darker as we go. Um, And in volume two, you're going to see that a lot too. And so it's, it's this whole thing of, in survival mode, where, where where does your goodness start to fall away, or can you hang on to that? Yeah. You were all parents, and we're just yeah. Like, but so now we're all just thinking. Now we're just like kids, like yeah, things, right? Fur babies count, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> what just happened? Um, but yeah, so that's volume two. Um, we start. To, we have like four different arcs that are taking place. We start to learn more about the Veil, what they're doing. Um, they're this kind of weird collective that runs this underground city of hope. Um, and they mess with things that they shouldn't mess with. That's that's a spoiler as I'm going to get with that. Nice. Um, we deal with Clara and her crew. That's the second one. We deal with Lucifer and what he's doing. Um, and then we start to go to the surface because towards the end of the first book, we introduce Corinthian, which is this... Uh, this dude wearing a toga and like a sci-fi helmet and carrying around an angel sword. Um, spoiler. Dude, um, it's shiny. It, dude, it's rad and it's super cool. Um, but like, what what's his deal? What's what's going on with him and his army on the surface? And uh, are they going to take the Earth back? I don't know. Um, I know. I know. Yeah, yeah you do. <laughs> you don't, don't lie to us. Um, but what's cool with this is that there's there's an end goal in mind with it. So the second volume's um, near done. And the whole thing will span five volumes. So over the next five, three more years, the book will finish. And then um, I think that's important. A lot of these times we don't have endings to stories anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, and after that, I'll move on to something different. But uh, I tried working on a new, well, aside from the one I'm doing with my buddy, because um, he's my attorney and this is the cheapest way to pay him. Ha ha. Wow. Sam, you're amazing. Sam, you're amazing. But uh, 
I just I want it to finish. I want it to have a nice finish. I want to have a planned finish. I don't want it to just waffle on. Um, yeah. Nice. Good. Dig it. So you're going to be down in San Diego. Amy's going to be down, down in San Diego. Diego. At booth number 3915. 3915. Amy will stop by. Do you know who Shag is? The Shag artist. He's amazing. Um, last year, I geeked out at his booth because I didn't know he was there. And I was like, oh, my gosh, Shag. In like, like complete fanboy mode, right? Mm-hmm. And um, he was super nice. I bought one of his art books, and he signed it and stuff. And um, now this year, I'm right across from him. So, if so it's just going to be a lot of you like this. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, no, it'll be cool. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Nice. Uh, yeah, I'll be there all the whole time. So stop on by and maybe I'll draw something swamp thing for somebody. He's like, yay, Amy couldn't get any of the signings for Jim Lee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh boy, swampy. Awesome. Well, thank you, Scott. Fuzzy Joseph for coming on. Uh, we will have all the information for uh, Scott's Kickstarter down in the description of the episode. Scott, thank you for coming on. Have oh, fun at San Diego, you. and we will uh, we will talk to you soon. I'm doing. A, oh wait, wait. Oh wait, wait. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. Oh wait, wait. There it is. There it is. A little bit closer. A little bit closer. Lean. Go that way. Me? Yeah. You. Yeah. You a little bit. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep. There it is. Aww. That's about as good as we're gonna get. And, and it's gone. <laughs> Awesome. All right, man. Talk to you soon. Have a good one. <laughs> Quit Skype. Quit Skyping. There we go. You should get rid of that. Go away, window. Creepy window. There it goes. <laughs> There's a lot of clicking. I'm, I'm, I'm always the best at the, the, the thing. Anyway. You're learning. I'm learning. Man, this was a great episode, wasn't it, Actually, Amy? it was really fun. And I like that everybody was like, David, do you know what you should do? Create. You should create. I'm do always you, looking for... Do you know why you should create? Because why? you're creative. Thanks. Um. I'm pretty talented. I know. I'm kind of the best. Uh, anyway, yes. that about wraps it up for this week's episode of The Capeless Crusaders. So, let's... Let's run down all of this. First off, our sponsors. Wait, let me. Will you start with the there. tippity top? We're going to top at the, the tippity top at the tip of the top of the tip. Tongue in the teeth. Yeah, there we go. Empire's tip Comics Vault, local comic book store. They have pugs. They have hot sauce. They have Long John, a.k.a. Dan Bethel's book. They also have all the other indies and locals on the wall, along with everything else that you can want to track down. Computer Booter, local computer repair, retro video game store, and video game lounge. Yeah. 10% off when you mention uh, the Capeless Crusaders. Beard Balm Brush. Boom. Use the code Capeless. Get 15% off your Beard Balm Brush. Get your beard managed, beautiful, silky. Or somebody else's beard. Or managed. somebody else's silky. beard. Because um, Amy's got known. No. I've got no noon. She's got no known beard. Noon, noon, noon beard. Noon beard. Noon. Also, if you were looking for some dice and some books and some materials for being a dungeon master, you can go to thecriticaldice.com and use the code CAPELESS for 15% off of your purchase there. Amy, you gasp, but everything's okay. I was really excited, but also uh, there might be somebody else that wants me to sponsor them in the chat. It's Ruru. Oh, there we go. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense at all. I don't know, but I got excited. Anyway. And why the hot sassy money? So. If you go to thecapelesscrusaders.com, you can find anything related to the Capeless Crusaders, our blogs, our things, our social medias, our previous episodes. You can go back and watch our D&D episodes and catch up for the next one. You can read the articles. The articles. You can get intimate with the Steves, maybe but just by staring intently at his picture of our About Us page. 
You can. You can do that if you he want to. He was very pensive. So, you all were. for the K Plus Crusaders, my name is David Barry at DRBarry on varying social media platforms. I am joined by my Crusader in arms. Yeah, I have arms. My name's Amy. You can find me at Robot on all the social media, including, um, I think it's on my, my PS4. I don't know. Occasionally, oh. I, I main as a reset. Games. On occasion. Oh, you main as a Risa. I like her. Also, That's cool. I'm slow. That's it okay. makes me okay. I cosplay as May, but I main as Arisa. That's interesting. Hey, thanks to our guest, Dan Bethel. Yeah. Artist, professor, extraordinaire. Thank you. Long John <laughs> Comics. Extraordinaire. There it is. Scott Fuzzy Joseph, uh, creator of Warren Hope. Also, art teacher. Creator, uh, art man. teacher, our bearded man, and creator of his own beard oil. Uh, so, for the Azorian one, Anthony sees the most electrifying man in all of podcastum at Tall Dark Not Ugly, aka on Tom, on everything, on, on everything. everything. And the son of Mander, aka Manderson, our DM and Superman also nerd. Soldier in sign language. So. Hey, that actually works out because Son of Mander is kind of like barbarian ass soldier. Okay. Anyway, okay. So, okay. okay. Thank thanks. you, chat. In the chat, thanks for hanging out. Thanks for being active. Thanks for kicking around. If you're watching this on Twitch, you can drop a follow. You can hit the subscribe button. You can go to the donate button. You can go to our Patreon. You can give us some money. That's what I'm talking about here. Give us money. He you, wants to do suave commercials for his hair because you to. will be like your donation. Look at them locks, bros. Anyway. And chicks. You could also, if, if you're on YouTube, you could like, comment, subscribe. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Stitcher, whatever podcast app you use. Podbean? Like Podbean. Like, comment, subscribe. Give us the five stars. Do all those things if you want to. If you don't. Whatever. So, whatever. Thanks for hanging out for the Capeless Crusaders. A good night. Good night. Buttons not working.